Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. As the 12 Days of the Comic Source presents Bad Idea Marches on uh, day number five, I think we're on here. So we're actually going to talk about two series of two episodes today. This one's going to be really short because it deals with uh, a one shot that has two stories in it. Uh, Hank Howard, Pizza Detective, Caligula's Safe. So this was sold uh, for one day, one day only for a dollar. Comic shops were supposed to destroy any copies they had left over or ship them back or something like that. I I know that not everybody did. I know probably some places sold it after the date, but it was one of those crazy marketing things that Bad Idea did uh, and still continues to do. Uh, this one was early on. Um, and again, it's this idea of Hank Howard, who's a, a pizza detective. <laughs> He's a detective that works for a pizza chain. Uh, and it goes back to the, the backups, the B-sides, as a Bad Idea calls them. And, you know, it's, I've mentioned them a few times before, uh, talked about how this is sort of Bad Idea's way of trying out some talent, seeing how they do, working with an artist, working under deadlines, working with uh, Bad Idea in the way that they do things. Um, so in the back of Tankers number three, there was a B-side that starred Hank Howard, uh, Pizza Detective. And it doesn't take itself too seriously as a as a book, as a reader, you know it's it's supposed to be humorous. But why it really works in that B side, the first time that we meet Hank Howard in Tankers Three, is because he himself takes himself so seriously. So seriously. And and Robert Venditti's in on the joke, right? As the writer, the dialogue he writes is very much hard boiled detective, right? It's life or death, it's the highest stakes. He takes everything really seriously. Um, and so based on the popularity of that B-side uh, in the back of Tankers 3, Bad Idea decided, hey, let's let's do another one. You know, Robert Venditti has said Hank Howard's one of his favorite characters to write. He has so much fun writing Hank Howard. Uh, again, because it's, it's this idea that it's like uber life and death, super serious stuff. But really, it's not. The guy, you know, in Tankers 3 – Somebody's stealing tokens, right? The, this uh, this pizza chain he works for is like a you know Chuck E. Cheese, let's say, where they have arcade games and you have to have tokens uh, to use them. And somebody's stealing tokens and selling them. And Hank Howard, you know, he wants to solve this case. It's life or death. It's national security. No, it's somebody's stealing tokens so they can resell them, make some money. And kids are buying the the tokens from the the pizza place to go use them at other arcades, you know, because it's saving them a couple bucks. This isn't life or death. Uh, but again, based on the popularity of that, Reverend Diddy's desire to write more, we get this Caligula's um, safe Hank Howard story. Again, it's black and white, and uh, which helps to kind of sell the uh, the tone of the story, I guess you'd say, uh, in terms of it, it being you know super serious and and black and white, and uh, you know David Lapham art, who's very good at sort of slice of life type of stuff. So th this time, Hank's trying to solved the mystery of uh, a safe that was robbed. Uh, and he's talking to the 15 year old kid who's only been working there, you know, at the pizza place for a little while. It was his job to close up on a Sunday night. He put the cash in the safe. He locked it as he was supposed to. He locked the back door. He rode home on his bike. Uh, and Hank's, uh, you know, trying to, uh, to solve the mystery of who broke into the safe and who took all the money. So what's so funny about it is again, just the dialogue, right? Like it's this 15 year old kid, He's got acne all over his face, you know, as 15-year-old kids tend to do from time to time. And uh, like I'll give you a perfect example. He's like, this kid's face looked like he was in a, a spoon fight 
but the other guy brought a fork, right? Because he's got all the little pits in his face from being stabbed with a fork. And Hank, he's he's spouting out these lines like a hundred percent serious, you know, it's it's life or death. The kid's mother's there practically with her jaw on the ground, going, How can you talk to my son like this? Like he didn't do anything wrong. What's wrong with you? kind of thing. Uh, and it just it, it's so hilarious. And and I know the humor might not be for everybody. Um but one of the things that I, I love about it is just how seriously Hank takes it and how not serious it is, right? And if uh, any of you guys that are watching or listening have ever seen that episode of Seinfeld with the library cop who's played um, by Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Baker or something like that is his name. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, he, he's his name's Bookman and he's the library cop and he just takes it so seriously that people aren't returning their library books on time and everybody else is, is like just incredulous at how ridiculous it is. That's what makes this work. It's so, it's so fun. It's so amazing. And uh, I think we're going to get more Hank Howard uh, coming up later. Um, but I don't know for sure. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but but I, I did also want to mention, I've mentioned Tanker's Share, I've mentioned Robert Venditti. Uh, Rob did say that, well, two things I want to mention. First of all, the, I mentioned we hadn't read or I hadn't read the the color uh, one shot tankers mission go uh, New York Comic Con exclusive. So I was mistaken actually. Uh, what I didn't realize is that mission go is the same um, story that's a backup a B side for one of the issues of the lot, which is in the other episode that we're gonna talk about today. So the the exclusive they gave at New York Comic Con is just a colorized version of that B side. So I actually have read it, and it's a it's not a sequel; it's a prequel um, to the actual Tanker series that we talked about. That's absolutely fantastic, and uh, there may be more Tankers coming. Just like hopefully, there's more Hank Howard coming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Robert Vendetti was nice enough to reach out and um, and you know say how much he enjoyed um, writing Tankers and how much he loves writing Hank Howard, and uh, you know he's happy that we're we're covering it and doing the the twelve days of. Uh, Comic Source presents bad idea. So, uh, I again, this is just a lot of fun, clever marketing. I think interesting marketing. Again, bad idea. Trying to get people into comic shops. This was only available for one day. You had to go that day. You had to buy it for a dollar. Whether or not some people sold it later, you know, that may or may not be the case. But uh, definitely breaking the rules. And as we've seen, if you break the rules as a comic shop, uh, bad idea will not allow you to sell their books. And, you know, I know some people say uh, it's a lot of hoops to jump through and that kind of thing. And they don't understand. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the, you know, these rules exist to get foot traffic into comic shops. That That's w what they do. And I, I get that some people are like, ah, it's too, it's too hard. It's too much work to get the books and that sort of thing. And it's a conversation for another day, but um, really the bottom line is they're just trying to get people into the comic shops and also the books into the hands of people. That's why it's one, per person. You can't go buy them all and then put them up on eBay for, you know, a higher price. Um, that's why they have, lim you know, limited time. It's why they're not allowed to sell them for more than cover price. It's why it's one per person. And this was kind of an extreme example of that, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, what do you think, Rocky? Let's get your thoughts. Well, I, you know, Hank, this, this lead character, Hank Howard is, uh, he's definitely a piece of work and, and you, you're right. He, he's, 
he takes himself far too seriously. You know, he reminds me, uh, there was an old sitcom in the 80s called Sledgehammer. Uh, who was, uh, yeah. he was like a chauvinist and he was, uh, he, you know, he, he, but he was, he always took everything so seriously and he thought he was God's gift to the universe and super intelligent. And I kind of, you, you get, I get some of that vibes here with this, uh, with this Hank Howard. Uh, it's, it's funny. Like he's, like you say, there's this 15 year old kid who's the prime suspect in this, in this theft that, of tokens at a, at a pizzeria called Caligula's for God's sakes. And he's, and he's treating the, the, the kid's mother, you know, as like a piece of trailer trash. She's divorced and, you know, she's got this pimple ridden kid. She's probably desperate for cash. You know, he's, you know, he's sounding like uh, some, some crime noir, you know, f you know, detective right out of the 1940s, you know, you know, making, coming up with all these wonderful little phrases and what have you. And, and uh, of course he's much more brutal and kind of an ass about it. Like he says to the kid as, as he finally, when he discovers that the kid is actually innocent at the end or, or he's walking away, he tells the kid motives are like assholes. Everybody's got one. I mean, he just, he doesn't even apologize at the end. <laughs> apologize for nothing. I mean, nothing. That's, that, that, that's the markings of a true asshole. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, it, it, you know, when I first read this, I, I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, you're right about the David Lapham art. But it does, it does sort of ground it in a very sort of, every, it's really good art. I mean, it, it works well in black and white and uh, it probably works well in color too. Uh, but you know, it's funny that my favorite panel was when he shows the panel of the mother of the kid. She looks, she, the look of contempt that she's giving uh, Hank Howard, I think, says it all. She looks absolutely, she actually uh, absolutely hates him. That so kudos to David Lapham. Uh, so there, there's a couple panels here that I that I thought were 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 quite comical. Uh, I didn't realize I googled I googled this uh, this Hank Howard pizza detective, uh, and then I found out just like you've uh, already informed everyone that this was a comic book that was sold for a dollar. That is a pretty good deal for this. Uh, this is something where this was not available in my comic shop. My retailer never had that. But this is something where if this was if this was available before a buck, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to pick it up. I mean, it's because uh, it would be something that I would probably check out. I mean, I was I was expecting something a little bit different, but you know. Uh, you know, something needs to rock up the market a little bit. And something like this, I mean, I mean, okay, I'm sure they've lost money if they're just selling it for a buck. But I got to say, I mean, if it was uh, sort of a, a monthly thing, uh, oh, it's a monthly, once again, we get a, we get, for one buck, we're getting the further adventures of Hank Howard, you know, corporate detective. That might be something that could catch on. But um, I, are, are they planning to have this moving forward? Because I know this came out in 2021. Is it, is this, has this, come out in the last few years at all or not you know uh have, i don't think there's been any more backups for hank howard but i'm sure i mean they've got such a big catalog but um you know i mentioned before the thing about bad idea is you know they'll wait till books are completely finished before they release them art everything is completely done so and they have a bunch of these b-side you know kind of backup stories that are um they're sort of you know waiting for other books to uh to be released you know, larger products be released that they'll that they'll tack these onto. So, and they don't want to overwhelm themselves. They don't want to overwhelm the market. Um, that sort of thing as well. But yeah, I mean, th it's a laugh out loud funny. I, you know, you mentioned the dialogue, and, and you know, there's a couple of lines in here when he's talking about uh, the mother. You know, her her checkbook bleeds red. Uh, you know, maybe that's why the kid 
did it, you know, why, why he stole the money, probably trying to help out. The mother reached nowhere long ago and signed a, a lifetime lease. I mean, it's just th th that's really where this shines, you know, 15 year, years old and going nowhere. Um, he calls the mom. She's a stovetop lawyer. She puts law and order. She watches a law and order marathon and burns the dinner while it's on the stove, on the stovetop because she's too busy watching law and order. I mean, it's just lines like that. And, and they're funny to us, but he says them, you know, so matter of factly. Uh, and again, I, as Philip uh, Baker Hall is the actor's name I was trying to think of, uh, the Seinfeld library cop. Uh, if you don't know or you need to imagine the delivery uh, and how seriously Hank Howard takes himself, just go watch that episode of Seinfeld. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. Now, there, even though this is a B-side and it was sold for a dollar, it, it, it in and uh, of itself has a B-side as well. It has Save Now. It's the first time we've seen Save Now. Um in existence, I guess you'd say this is the Kickstarter that's going on right now uh, on um, uh, on Kickstarter for a bad idea. I think it ends on Christmas Eve. And again, we get a chance to meet the characters and we get a chance to, to kind of understand the story for the first time. There have been two other Save Now comics released since then. They were given out at San Diego Comic-Con this last year. One, if you attended the panel. Uh, the San Diego Comic-Con uh, Bad Idea panel. And then another one, if you went to the Tiki Party, if you had an invite to the Tiki Party, you got another Save Now. So Save Now, if you're not familiar, you can go check out the Kickstarter link in the show notes, but I'll, I'll tell you right now what it's about. So it's about this one guy. He has the ability to rewind time. So that's where the name comes, like Save Now, like it's a video game, right? So you have a save point and then you can continue forward. And if you mess up or everybody dies or you take the wrong path, whatever, you go back to a previous save point and you can do things over but you can make different decisions and try to do th things differently. So that's the main character. He has that ability, but he can't go forward. He can only go back and he ages in real time, right? So if he's trying to stop a specific or certain event from happening and it happens, I d don't want it to happen. Let me go back half an hour and try to do things differently. And he's got a team that works with him and he says, okay, try this, you know, attack on attack from the right tries it, doesn't work, takes half an hour. Okay, let's rewind half an hour. Okay, this time attack from the left. Doesn't work, takes about half an hour to find out it doesn't work, back it up half an hour. Okay, this time attack straight from the front. Doesn't work, again, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, right? So everybody else, time is rolling back for them and they don't even remember that anything happened. But for the main character, the one that's got the ability to rewind time, it does it does go forward, right? So if he resets things 20 times for 30 minutes, he's now 10 hours older than everybody else, which isn't you know a big deal, but that adds up over time. And what happens if it's a big cataclysmic event that you're trying to stop and you know, you're trying to stop it over and over and over and over and over. And that's what happens at the end of the story, right? It's, it's the end of the world. It's Armageddon, it's apocalypse, whatever you want to call it. And, he, he can't figure out a way to stop it. And his team's like, how come you haven't rewound time? How come you haven't sent us back to, to stop this? He's like, I did. I went back a day. I went back a week. I went back 10 years to try to stop this. Nothing I can figure out is going to be able to stop this end of world from happening. And in the meantime, he's aged so much more than everybody else. So uh, again, there are two other Save Now books. I won't get into the plots of those. Uh, and then there is the uh, the Save Now Kickstarter that's going on right now. It's absolutely amazing. It's written by Matt Kent. Uh, the art is by uh, Thomas Girello, if I'm not mistaken. It's really, um, 
it, it's just so good. It's such an interesting idea. And uh, I, I, I've already pledged for the Kickstarter. I can't wait for it to come out, read in detail what's going on. But uh, again, shows the power of these ideas because this was just a backup way back in 2021, uh, just a B-side from Bad Idea. And now we're going to get the full story. They could have released it as a series. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to Dinesh and it's, it's a little bit of a struggle. I mean, they have a little bit of a different um, business model than most other publishers do that are not putting out as many books. So the pressure is not on to be profitable in the way that a Marvel or DC is profitable. But at the same time, it's like when they release books to the direct market, they make a lot less money. A lot of times they're losing money on those books as opposed to if they cut out the middleman and they go directly to Kickstarter then the books can be profitable and they can use them to fund future books, right? Um, because the pie, you know, if you think of the pie as all the revenue that's being generated, the pie is, there's a lot fewer people to split it amongst, right? When you when you release to retailers, automatically half the pie, 50% of the pie is retailers. Like the retailers are getting 50% of whatever the cost of the book is. You remove that by going directly, That that's a lot, that's a lot of revenue, right? Yeah. To divide up. So um, I'm not saying retail, you know, direct market retailers are bad or what have you. It's just bad idea right now is they're, they're trying to figure out how to make it work uh, because they are so boutique and they are so small. But the stories are amazing. Uh, the art is amazing. Go check out Save Now. If you have Hank Howard uh, or had a chance to check it out, um, you'll have seen the Thomas Giarello art. You'll have read the story. You'll know how amazing uh, – have an idea of how amazing um, – it the, the, the concept, concept yeah the concept reminds me of a of a of an extended version of uh, Edge of Tomorrow that Tom Cruise movie yeah with a with a different bend to it and I I love that movie and uh, rumor has it there might be an Edge of Tomorrow uh, sequel at some point in the next five years hopefully Tom Cruise will do that but no this Save Now is fantastic concept uh, you know full disclosure I really I, I I like the Save Now backup a little more than uh, the, than the Hank Howard story so uh, I'm gonna be checking out the Kickstarter I I did not realize it was a Kickstarter so I'll definitely be checking it out because I love Love the concept. Love the concept. Yeah, that that I love Edge of Tomorrow as well. Like that's one of my guilty pleasures. I'll put that movie on late at night when I'm working on stuff and just have it play. And then I end up just watching the movie and not doing whatever else I was supposed to be doing. Like I've probably seen that movie, no exaggeration, like 50 times at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's been rumors that um, Doug Lyman, he's a director, that, like, oh, how do we do a sequel? Well, actually, we're gonna do a prequel. Yeah, it's been rumored for years and years, but uh, yeah, I hope it hope it comes to fruition at some point. But anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Hope you uh, have a chance to at some point read uh, Hank Howard. Like if you, I would say this is probably my favorite thing Robert Venditti's ever done. I love Robert Venditti. I love his writing. I love his Hawkman. I love his Green Lantern. Uh, you know, obviously his Exo Manowar, over at Valiant and. Uh, yeah, he's just an amazing writer. He's done so many great things that I love, but this is probably my favorite. Uh, it's just so fantastic. So hope you have a chance to check it out. Again, appreciate everybody joining us to learn a little bit about Bad Idea. Uh, so if you're checking us out on the YouTube channel, don't forget to head over to Rocky's YouTube channel, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point, subscribe, ring the notification bell, leave some comments on our DC spotlights that we do there every week. Um, that's how I was reminded. Somebody that was at New York Comic Con, they said, oh, I got the Mission Go. It's just the colorized version of the backup that we had um, in the lot. So, you know, thanks for that. But that's kind of the thing that we could do in the comments. It's really fun to interact and, you know, you can learn things and what have you. Uh, 
Also, don't forget, if you want to make sure not to miss out on any of the audio-only co- content that comes out from the Comic Source, go to wherever you get your podcasts and just do a search for the Comic Source and subscribe. Otherwise, that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget, there's another episode that comes out today covering the four issues of The Lot. Uh, so be sure to check that one out as well. And then tomorrow, we'll be back with the first title from Bad Idea, uh, The Second Wave which is Escape from Wyoming from uh, the aforementioned Robert Venditti. So looking forward to uh, talking about that one as well. So we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever it is you celebrate, hope you're having a wonderful holiday season, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow. See you later. (laughs) 